Quick note, if you enjoy journaling as a prayer practice, you should check out our Grace I Seek Spiritual Journal. Each morning and evening, it prompts reflection and includes space for you to reflect on God's involvement in your day. The journal includes prayers, ponder questions, and the examine. Check it out at ignatianresources.com and use the promo code SEEKGRACE25 for 25% off. That promo code is good only through the end of May. This is the God in All Things podcast, rooted in Ignatian spirituality and seeking the presence of God in the everyday. Bill Nye is one of the Internet's most famous scientific atheists and an after-school 90s hero. He now has a new series on Netflix, and he often appears on the Big Think YouTube channel answering questions about science. Every so often, a kid will submit a question about the existence of God. Hi, Bill Nye. My name is Neve. I'm 16 years old, and this is my question. Is the mainstream concept or definition of God self-defeating? And if it isn't, is it possible for God to exist? within space and time without disregarding the laws of nature. While Nye can quickly be dismissive of fundamentalist religion, he respectfully acknowledges that many people he knows are deeply religious. Can a god exist in space-time? Well, according to all my friends who are deeply religious, uh, yes. Is there a god? He admits he can't answer that question. So perhaps he's more agnostic. His latest video on Big Think is titled Evidence of God isn't necessary to live a good life. This is true. I know many people who don't believe in God and live good lives. They're generous and kind, they desire to help others, and they foster healthy relationships. Countless secular and even explicitly atheist humanitarian organizations exist, and they do great good. But faith is not just about being good or living a good life. Faith is also about transcendence, which resides beyond hard evidence. Non-religious people can feel transcendence in the stars or sunset. But belief in God gives meaning and purpose that is not only beyond ourselves, but has its source in a loving creator. Does the night sky, which stirs the heart of a non-believer, have its source in God? Certainly, though they may not recognize it as such. Jesuit theologian Karl Rahner proposed the idea of the anonymous Christian, who, quote, lives in the grace of God and attains salvation outside of explicitly constituted Christianity. He believed there was a genuine path to salvation that is, complete union with God, for those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as the Messiah. The Catechism of the Catholic Church even affirms this, that such a union with the Creator is possible for non-Christians. So for the Christian, we name the transcendence we tap into as God. The evidence of God is not in hard empirical data, but in the beauty of the trees, the bugs, the ocean, the moonlight, the wildflowers, our children, and all of creation. My faith and belief in God also gives me an explanation for those parts of myself I can't explain, 
acts of unconditional love, generosity, gratitude, idle wonder, and other things that are otherwise unproductive. Yet for the Christian, such actions and dispositions are productive. It is faith that moves me to do good. It is faith that provokes generosity and a spirit of wonder. While non-religious people can feel moved to do good, for me, it is a love response to God. At the beginning of the second week of the spiritual exercises is the call of the king meditation. In it, Ignatius presents an image of a great leader with plans to change the world and bring peace and to eradicate poverty. And that leader wants you involved. Then Ignatius changes the scenario, where the leader is Christ. How much more would we want to sign on to that mission if it comes from him? The difference is the source of the call. One does not need to be a believer in Christ to want to change the world. But in the second scenario, Christ becomes the very source and reason for that desire. This kind of Christian response is solidified at the end of the exercises when, after meditating on the endless love of God, we're invited to make a love response. For Ignatius, no response other than complete surrender is adequate. Yet for many a Christian, their response to God's generosity and love is to live a life of generosity and love. In his video, Bill Nye asks a great question. What I always ask myself and others is, what would you do differently? How would it change your, the way you would live your life if you knew that there was no God or if you knew that there was? For Bill Nye, he wouldn't do anything differently. I wouldn't do anything differently. i just try to lead a good life, be responsible for my own actions, and leave the world better than I found it. And that's fine. But he doesn't explore the source or desire to live that way. Why be responsible or make good choices if they cause you a burden and take away from living a good life? What is a good life anyway? We must admit that how we define a good life or a meaningful life is going to be different for each person, believer or not. And like I said, the evidence of God for a contemplative is all around us. For the non-contemplative scientist, the evidence is not to be found. So the question Bill Nye and the rest of us should ask is, what is the source of life's goodness and our good actions? For Christians, the answer is in our name. For more, visit GodInAllThings.com and use the promo code PODCAST for 10% off your first order at IgnatianResources.com. Science.